Welcome, welcome, welcome to Purse Talk Real Talk with Dom. Hi, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever time you're tuning in. God bless you all. I pray that the Lord has been keeping you and blessing you. And I'm sure if you open your eyes and if you align your life with him, you will definitely see him doing so. If you can't see your blessings, then you for sure can see that he's keeping you, especially if you're able to hear me speak right now. You above ground, honey, he's keeping you. And you ain't even doing right. You ain't even living right. And some of you are, but again, you know, we're human, we're flesh, and you're missing some kind of mark. You ain't dotting every I and crossing every T. But thank God he is not petty. And thank you, Jesus, for providing and making a way for us and dying for us. That when God see us making our mistakes, he see you like Johnny Cochran, okay? I always say Jesus is my lawyer, okay? He is my lawyer, okay? He fights for me, (laughs) even when I don't ask him to. And when I don't even know to call on him to do so, he does it on his own. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so thankful for it. Anyways, you guys, yes, God has been blessing me. Lord, giving me new revelations about myself. You know, definitely putting the mirror on me. Definitely making sure that I remove the log out of my eye before I start trying to take the speck out of my neighbor's eye. You know, especially those that I love. It just seems like the things that they do. It's bigger than what I'm going through. Ain't that something? Ain't we like that? Lord, but one thing I'm learning and finding out is the very thing that seems to stand out um, when we're looking at our neighbors, the things that irks us, it seems to just trigger us. Some of the things that we need to clean out our own closet, something that we don't like about ourselves or something that we need to check within ourselves. Um, So... Check that. You don't know. Check yourself. Self-check. So, today's topic. Oh, my Lord. So, let me tell y'all. Okay. I'm going to be real with y'all. Um, this would be my third time recording this episode. And the Holy Spirit would not let me submit it. And he let me know that I was coming from a complaining place. And that was something that I didn't want to do. Okay. Especially if it's something that I'm going to try to make work or fix anyways. But today's topic, let me get into it, is how to help stubborn people. Okay. If you're like me, you don't give up on people easily. And it could be a childhood trauma or a savior complex um, that, you know, therapy would call and say it. But in a sense, in a way, um, I do have a savior complex because I work for the savior. (laughs) I work for Jesus Christ, okay? I am an ambassador of God. I am an ambassador of Christ. So, of course, I'm going to have that characteristics of wanting to save those who are um, lost, wounded, hurt, or in pain, or whatever, right, or whatnot. Um, But let me say it here. Just like my father, Jesus Christ, baby, he had boundaries. Yes, he did. Okay, when it was time for him to get out the city to recharge, to pray to the Father, to collect themselves, he did so. Okay, he didn't stay around people for long. When it was time to get ghosts, he got ghosts. Okay, and he took a few disciples. Sometimes he didn't even take all 12. He'll take two up to the mountain or maybe just one. I don't, you know, he just, hey, okay, 
But he just, not just take one, he just took himself and like, y'all just wait for me down here. Y'all wait for me over here. Keep an eye on me. Stay awake while I go over here and talk to my father. Be vulnerable in a vulnerable state. So watch over me and protect me while I do so. And of course, they, you know, will fail him at times. You know, they'll, he'll come back down and catch them sleeping like, hey, you're supposed to be watching out for me. But we as human and flesh, baby, we get tired. Okay, I know I do. Um, I call myself, yeah, I'm going to read these chapters here tonight. Baby, before I realized that I had to jump up, I fell asleep reading the Bible. This flesh is is weak. It's weak. But anyways, back to the topic, how to help stubborn people. Lord, this is coming from a stubborn woman. <laughs> so no, I'm not judging at all because I've been in this place where no one can help me, you know? It's just stubborn. I remember one time I overheard my mama, like, um, we was getting ready, prepared to um, feed the the community. And, you know, one thing about me, like, when that anxiety comes on, like, oh, my God, I'll be ooh, 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 ooh. And so I remember one time I was, like, going through it or whatever, whatnot, and my mom was trying to do something or help me with something. And, you know, I wasn't, I was kind of, like, giving her a hard time because, you know, I was stressed out. Like, and sometimes when I get stressed out, I don't know if that's us as women. That's something I definitely want to work on, you know. Um, where we get to the point, like, I don't want nobody help. I'm trying to do everything on my own by myself. And and make yourself more tired and exhausted when you don't need to, when you have a company of people who are who got their hands out ready to help you. But anyways, I overheard her in the kitchen as I'm getting ready to um put the food up in a car I'm talking about joke. She was saying something to my sister, old stumber, hey. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I've never heard my mama talk so negative about me. Like <laughs> I'm sure she has before, but I never heard her say it. So I was like <gasps> And when she said it, it hit me. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to you know. Well, I call myself Nene. My family, they call me Nene. And I'm like, well, Nene, baby, um, <laughs> you can't be like that. You know, when you up, up, up going or when you got something to do and time is going, like anxiety just come on to me for no reason. If I just stop and breathe and just allow myself to relax, my duties that's ahead of me won't be so stressful like why are you stressing chick like calm down you're all right you're good i mean if you gotta be late you have to be late but don't be causing all kind of chaos because you're rushing and bumping and grooving you know what i'm saying like chill so my lord um when i thought of this topic there was six people who came to mind and so um i was like lord have mercy sometimes like when one of them um she hides her pain for me she's she, she like she be going through it I hear her crying and all this other things but she don't want to hear the truth so instead of her like you know being honest like yes I'm in so much pain she'll lie like I'm okay I'm good I'm straight and I'm like girl no you're not because I hear you you're keeping me up I hear you honey but you know what I'm understand I'm just going to intercede right and I have another one who you know, he gets irritated when I tell the truth. And I can say it in a very soft-spoken, sweet, kind voice like, Hey, you know, I think if you ate this or if you did this, that, you know, ah, like he snaps. Like, ooh, Stanley. I call him Stanley. That's not even his name. But, and I, you know, sorry if someone who's listening, his name is Stanley. But 
That's why I call him Stanley, and I get that from um, Friday, the movie Friday. You know, Stanley, he was so serious about his freaking grass, you know, the next-door neighbor to Craig. Yeah, so when my loved one gets irritated by me or whatever, like when he snaps at me, I'm like, all right, Stanley. All right, I'm going to leave you alone, Stanley. You know, and I let him be. I got another one. She just... Matter of fact, she doesn't even speak to me anymore because she doesn't want to hear the truth. And it's not like she don't speak to me because she's mad at me or anything. She just don't want to hear it. So she just keeps herself away from me. And she distanced herself away from me. This is, I'm not going to go ahead. Just know it's a family member. <laughs> and then just recently what made me really, you know, create this episode and start on this topic was my loved one here. He called me at midnight, literally at midnight. And I'm, you know, I'm usually, well, as of lately, God has me up at those times. Whether I'm interceding or I just have a burst of energy to work and be creative. And so um, I didn't mind answering the phone for my loved one because I was up. But a part of me was like, girl, you just got in the groove of things. And, you know, sometimes... You know, um, it's hard to get in the groove to be creative and energetic. You know, the devil be busy, the flesh be tired. So when you get in that zone, you want to be in that zone. And I find it funny how when I get in those zones, people want to call me to distract me and dump their load on me. I have a sister friend who does the same thing. Like she dumps her load on me and don't take heed to my advice. But will have the nerve to send me some memes and gifts on Instagram and I'll be finding it so insulting because I'm like baby girl before you send this to me I need for you to eat this and chew on this take heed to this and secondly honey girl I told you this this is the same thing I've been telling you to do but you gotta hear from somebody else and that's perfectly fine but don't be sending it to me like I don't know and I'm not saying that I cannot learn from my sister I just find it very insulting when she gives me things that I'm already saying. Now, it would be different if she was like, girl, this is something that you've been, you know, saying, what you've been talking about. But no, she'd be sending it to me like, this is what she knows. And I'm like, if this is what you know, darling, then digest it. Okay? But that's there. But anyway, back to my loved one that called me at midnight. So, I haven't spoke to him in a, in a while, a couple of months. And usually when he gets close, it lets me know he's not in a good place you know so for him to reach out to me I'm like either he's intoxicated or he's in some trouble and so I was kind of iffy on answering the phone uh, one of the things my stepfather did not play with was answering the phone at the midnight or in the early mornings he would always say that it's bad news I'm going to sleep it through I'll get it in the morning when I wake up and he did not play he did not answer his phone in the, in, the, in the wee wee hours, is that we call it, the wee wee hours. That's between 12 to maybe 6 a.m. in the morning. 12 at midnight to 6 a.m. He did not answer the phone and he did not play it. He did not even allow us to answer the phone, okay? He didn't play that. And I get it because what's, what, ooh, mm, never mind. That's a whole nother topic and subject. So anyway, you know, he was letting me know like he was keeping his distance from me because he didn't want to put any more load on me due to the fact that he knows that I carry a lot and I do a lot for a lot of people. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool and great and all. You know, I appreciate that very much. So um, I was like, thank you for looking out for me, you know. But then he would go on in and drop off that junk on my porch. Like, oh, I thought you said you was going to, 
you know, keep me from stressing and not putting no more on me than I'm already is. But since you want to get here, you know, I can't help but want to help. I'm a server. That's just who I am. Like, I love serving. Like, I love, love serving. Um, whether that's making, when I make dinner for the family, for the most part, um, I make plates too. Like, I don't just um, prepare the meal. I make the plates for my family. And I... I hook it up to where, like, especially, like, a, my favorite thing to eat is tacos. And I think that's an L.A. thing. But I make, like, a little taco bar, and I hook it up, baby. So, I mean, I cook with love. Like, when I cook, I got the music going, whether it's jazz or soul. I love soul and jazz, as you can tell by the music that I play on my episodes. But I love it. So, when I'm cooking, I'm grooving. I'm having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And plus, while I cook, I like to clean at the same time. So, by the time I'm done cooking and everyone done eating, I ain't got too much to clean. The pasta's already done because everything is already in the storage container, okay, or in the bowl to be served, all right? So, the only thing that I'm cleaning up is pretty much just a mess that we make, and it's not that much. Dishes is put away and done. Skillets, already clean, okay? The skillet, my God, that's put up already, okay? So, when I'm done eating, okay, your girl get to chill and relax and enjoy herself, right? So, anyway, back to him, so he dumped this load on me, and I'm like, oh, man. So I'm, I'm giving him the truth. Like, hey, you need some help. Like, you need some serious, serious help, brother. Like, I love you so much, but the things that you're going through, like, these are patterns. Like, every year you're going through the same thing, and you need someone who are who's skilled enough to help you manage these issues, you know? And he's like, nah, nah, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm like, no, like... I think, brother, you know, you need some, you know, rehab, you know, Um, you know, because you don't want to get it from God. So you need, you know, somebody who has the certificate, the license to help you out this pit you're in because I'm not the one. And it's beyond me. It's beyond my help. It's beyond my service. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mind you, there's been many times when he called me and I was able to pray for him and he got his breakthrough the next morning it made me a little bit of jealous a little bit like hey daddy god <laughs> you answered his prayers quick now you know i needed this 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 like like where's mine you know like goodness but that's when he taught me um the last should be first so when you get your blessing my love it's gonna be big and tremendous like it's gonna be huge it's gonna be great you know and you're gonna be grateful and thankful that you know I didn't bless everyone before you because I saved the biggest, greatest gift for last. And the last should be first. You're the first to get this gift. Okay? So, you know, he gave me a chill pickle. The Holy Spirit calmed me down, you know. Got that little jealousy up out of me. You know what I'm saying? Purge the girl. Check me out. Okay? So, I'm grateful for that. But back to him. I got to excuse me. I love to talk. So, you know, I let him know you don't need some rehab. So he was like denying that, like I ain't going to no rehab. Like he's very prideful. Um, this is one of my stepbrothers, and I can say that because I have many. So, who, which one is it? You don't know, okay? So the thing is, the state that he's in, my stepfather has a big name, okay? So he's well known. So my brother, you know, he's like, I can't, can nobody catch me in no rehab, like. You know who I kind of like. You know who I am, and I'm like, yeah, but you ain't doing too hot, and and though you know your 
you know, daddy got a name for himself. Like, you ain't holding up that name. Not that I even want him to. Like, I'm trying to get him from that. Like, he raised us in the wrong way. And before he left, you know, he, he apologized for that. And he changed that. By the way, um, my... I think my last two episodes, I was talking about how my stepfather had pretty much raised us to be um, madams and pimps. And um, and I said, you know, I don't know when he really let that pimp life go. And I would say that before he left, Father God, and thank you for bringing this to my rem- my um, remembrance. remembrance. <laughs> you know, I don't want to tarnish his name because towards the end, he found Daddy God. I was able to help him to get to Daddy God. You know what I'm saying? I was firm and stern like my stepdad. You know, I know the history. He was mean. And as he got older, he got meaner. Okay? It got worse. And that's one thing about them old people or the mean people. When they get old, they get worse. Okay? But I was staying firm. Like, no, nah, this devil ain't going to have his will on my stepfather. Like, I don't care what we've been through, what he did to me. Like, no. Especially if he keeps trying to come into my life. Oh, you're going to get this Jesus. You're going to get this love. We're going to soften that heart and loosen that neck of yours. You know what I'm saying? And we did. Before my daddy passed away, y'all, he let me know that he saw God in the window. He was he was very close to God. Um, whew, God visited him and everything. And uh, we had good conversations before he left. Due to the pandemic, you know, we weren't able to visit him during his last days but thank god for technology we're able to video chat him and all those good things so he he shared he he shared what he witnessed and how god would come and visit him and he was in a good positive space before he left so yeah you know so that's something that i try to remind my stepbrother of like you live in the past of daddy. Like, he wasn't even at that place no more before he left. Like, you know, so trying to hold up that name is, is dumb. Like, it's over. It's dead. Like, it's a new year. It's a new millennium. New season. You know, you're different. You're not even like him. Like, so stop trying to be like him. Because he was cold. He was cold back in the days. Like, for real cold. So my stepbrother don't have that kind of heart. And I don't want him to have that heart, you know. Um, but of course, um, though he, cause he was teased a lot, so he feels the need to have to uphold that reputation that Mr. Father had. But anyway, so he don't want to go to rehab. I offered church, like, you know, maybe church with him. I'm like, if you don't want to go to rehab, you know, go to church. And he was like, I ain't going to no church. Like, very negative about it. And y'all know how I feel about the church. You know, I go gangster over the church. Like, hey, 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 not too far. The church saved me, okay? God saved me, you know? He got me ready. I am the church. I am the vessel that he's coming back, making sure that I'm spotless, okay? Like, we're not going to do that. Um, So he did that. And then I'm like, all right, if you don't want church, how about therapy? I'm like, they're, they have the skill set to help you. Like, they know how to talk to you. Again, they have qualities that I just I just don't possess. I'm not I'm not skilled. I don't have that education in there. I, I don't have no certificates, no license, none of that. And I can't really help you beyond this point, especially when you're denying everything that I'm giving you. Like, I, I can't help you beyond this point. So he like, nah, I ain't going to no therapy. So... Um, he started going in, so I had to. I hung up the phone, and I I just don't tolerate disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
or people just being dis- like yelling at me or raising their tone of voice. Like, I don't know if it's my past history or experiences with PTSD or whatever, whatnot, but I just don't take well to it. Um, and I'd rather like leave it in peace than for you to be angry and mad at me and we go toe to toe because though God is keeping my hands, uh, this tongue of mine, this two double edged sword would go and just slaughter you would destroy you with just a few punchlines, not even, you know what I'm saying? So before I go bananas, I'll end it. And I, I don't like to hang up with people first because I find that very rude and disrespectful. But, you know, due to my, and I don't even want to claim it, but my past illness and ailments, like, baby, that IBS get my stomach going and I get completely nauseous and I might gotta go I gotta gotta you know release myself and so I'm like before I go there or allow my body to get worked up I'm just end it right set boundaries and if that means that I gotta hang up on you to you know relieve myself or to to collect myself then that's what I have to do because you're taking me to a place that I'm trying desperately not to go so he denied that I even told him about reading the Bible and um, how the Bible saved my life, the Word of God, the truths of God, the Spirit of God, you know, the living water, which is the Word of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, it flows through me and get all that mud, gritty, and nitty up out of me. Like, it comes out, some, like, and, 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 like, it manifests out, too. Like, I yawn, I burp. Um, sometimes I have to spit up. Sometimes I cry, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can feel some change and some movement in my body, and I'm like, get it on out. Get it on out, push through. Like, I deliver it to myself. I'll get a trash can in a minute and let it go toe-to-toe. Like, Father God, purge me in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll touch my stomach. I'll touch my head, wherever I need to touch to release that demon or spirit out of me that is not of God. I do so. So... Um, I let him know then, like, when I, I, he called me back. I was going to call him back, but he called me back. And, you know, he was kind of hurt, like, and I'm like, I don't mean to hurt you, you know what I'm saying? But you was making me sick, like, to my stomach, like, the way you was coming at me was not cool. Especially when I'm just trying to help you out, you know what I'm saying? I'm letting you know I cannot take this. And he's like, and see, that's why I ain't been, like, trying to guilt trip me. Um, flip it all around, like, that's why I ain't hit you up, that's why I ain't talk to you, because I already know you got stuff on you, and it's like, it's not that I have stuff on me, I'm like, because God has made me strong, and, you know, with the Holy Spirit, like, he gives me the strength to serve whoever I need to serve, you know what I'm saying, like, of course, you know, I'm learning how to set healthy boundaries, but at that moment in time, I had the energy and the grace to help him, But he rejected everything that I had to offer. And so I let him know, like, from here on out, like, if you don't want to hear the truth, then my brother, let's just keep things surface, as surface. Like, let's not go deep in depth or anything. I'm like, let's not even go as far as how you've been doing, how's life treating you. I'm like, because I can't help but care. You know what I'm saying? I can't help but want the best for you. I can't help but want to see you do good. I want to see you heal healthy and whole, like, whether they got in me or not, like, I love you. Like, no, I don't want to see none of my loved ones in pain or suffering. Like, it makes me, it hurts me to see my loved ones hurt. Like, for real, for real. My empathy is real and serious. My spirit 
is highly sensitive. And so sometimes I feel what others feel when I don't even want to, but it just happens. So especially if they're around me and they don't want to get away from me, I'm like, all right, well, we got to fix this because you're bothering, you're vexing my spirit and you're irritating my spirit or you're making me literally sick. Like my mom, um, we're not as connected as we used to be. You know, God is helping me on that. But when she would go through her physical ailments or whatever, whatnot, I will feel it. And I'm like, I think I said on a few episodes previously, I would like knock on her door or I'll talk to her like, you would, this was hurt on you, huh? Or you was going through this. She was thinking this, huh? And she would chuckle. Like, how you know? I'm like, because I feel it. I feel it. And now my sister, she's actually awakening to that. So she's very highly sensitive. So she's now learning about, uh, learning how to ground herself and meditate and take deep breaths. And I'm like, thank you, hallelujah. Come on, God. Snatch us all up and get us right and on the straight and narrow. Slowly but surely, everybody has their season. You know, when, you know, they want to give themselves fully to God. It is not our place to rush them or force them to be in a season where they're not ready or don't want to be, right? And so one thing that I'm learning, um, even with my, my stepbrother and with everyone else that I may have, you know, mentioned here already previously, it's boundaries, okay? Um, when, when dealing with stubborn people, um to keep you from wasting your energy and your time, you have to set boundaries. You have to say no. And you have to like let them know. Now I let them know. I'm like, hey, if you don't want the truth, you know, like, don't go there with me because I can't help it. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I love you enough to be honest. Okay? I can't help that. Like, there was a time back in the days I used to lie to make people feel good and tell them what they wanted to hear. But now I see blood on my hands when I don't tell the truth. God convicts me when I allow somebody to leave my presence and I'm not real with them. Like, no, baby. Like, uh uh-uh. You're not going to leave me in the Holy Spirit, like, twisting and turning. No, 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 no. Blase, blase, blase. Here you go. And so um, I was recently watching one of Dr. Darius' uh, videos, Pastor Dr. Darius. You can... um. YouTube it. I believe it's called Five People You Can't Help. And it was so bomb and so good. And I really, really wish, like, I watched this a long time ago. Like, years ago. It would have definitely um, helped me set healthy boundaries and learning the word no. And, you know, shaking the dust off my feet. And to keep myself from taking their stubbornness um, personally. And keep me from wanting to give up on people. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because there are people who want your help and who's open and willing to accept what you got to give. And willing to accept what Daddy God has to offer them. You know? And if you take that personally, the rejection that you get from those stubborn people who just not ready to hear from you. Or whatever what issue it is. it 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 would keep you from serving other people. 
And that's not godly. That's not what God called us to be, okay? And one thing I also had to learn was that every issue and, and situation that comes my way is not my assignment. And God has not equipped me or given me to the grace to help that person in that situation. The best thing that I can do, okay, to keep me sane and happy and whole and to keep our relationship flowing and going and to keep me from being bitter and to keep you from feeling like, oh, whatever you may be feeling, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to intercede for you, whether I pray for you right then and there or if you don't want to hear me pray for you, then, you know, I'll intercede for you at a later time. And so my stepbrother, too, let me end it with this one with him, was that um, he had upset me. And, and he upset me because he pretty much had me on the phone for about an hour. And one thing that he loves to do is when I get ready to talk and speak, he want to give me just five, not even ten minutes, but five minutes to say what I have to say. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't sit here and heard your whole life story, my brother. You're going to give me 10 to 15 minutes, okay? You're going to let me speak. Whether you want to hear it or not, like, bro, that's rude and disrespectful. I didn't sit here and allow you to just talk my ear off. Okay, waste time that I could have been working on something productive and positive, but I'm listening to you vent and drag on about something you're not even ready to fix or change. That's not fair and cool. So, mm-mm, boundaries. No. I love saying no and ooh. And I say it with kindness, but with some people, you got to be firm and stern. I said no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I, I don't have it in me today. I, I don't want to talk about that today. I, I can't, I can't talk to you about that right now. And don't let people manipulate you to talking about it. Because they will. You'll be surprised at how many people I have set boundaries with. And like, I don't want to talk about this. And then I'm like, why? To where they can go around the bush and talk about Ma'am, sir, no. All right? So, um, the things that I learned was that, um... You can't help those who don't feel that they need it. You can't help those who know they need it but don't want it. You can't help those who are not ready or um, they're not tired of the issues that they're going through. You can't help those who who don't want to receive it from you. Okay? And you can't help those who don't want to work, work, work with you or work for themselves or work with God and Jesus Christ. They don't even want to do the work or that it takes to heal, get delivered from the situation. They just want to either vent it, let you hear it, or let you do it. Like, you help me get out of this, and I'm not going to help you help me. You do it for me. No. Uh-uh. That's not cool. So one thing, you know, you want to do with some of these stubborn individuals is make sure you have the grace to help them. If you have the energy, the capacity. Because if not, you're going to cuss them out. You're going to get irritated. You're going to get agitated. You're going to take their stubbornness personally. And it may even get you to the point to where you don't want to help nobody else. Like, I don't want to help nobody else now. I'm shutting down. You may even become bitter. Like, I don't want to do it. I ain't helping nobody else out because of you. And Dr. Darius also expressed that too. And I was like, bam, 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 because I've been there. Like, I ain't helping nobody else, but that's not Christ-like. Okay, and he told us that, that if someone doesn't, want to receive you, shake the dust off your feet and go to the next town or go to the next person who's openly ready to receive it, right? Um, 
Remember, people have their own lives and destiny. The way they choose to live their life is between them and God. Baby, that right there gives me so much peace. And I got that revelation a couple of days ago when I was walking the Holy Spirit and just hit me with it. Like, baby, you worried about somebody else's life and destiny. When they go to the throne of grace, when they go up to heaven to the judgment seat, I should say, when they got to stand before Jesus and talk about what they done done or whatever, whatnot, baby, you're not going to be there to help them and justify them. No, everybody got to face Jesus and God by themselves, baby. Okay, so that relieved me. It took me out of the place of God and Jesus Christ. Okay, because he called me to plant seeds. Okay, every now and then he will allow me to pour living water on those seeds that I planted with the word of God or with a prophecy or whatever. But as far as pruning and cutting, baby... That's all God, okay? God is the vine dresser, okay? God is the pruner, not me. Okay, I can't change nobody. And I'm not going to put myself in a position, position to try. And, I mean, there was a time when I was stubborn. Can't nobody change me. I had to, like, really, like, willingly, like, all right, God, I'm ready. Let's go. Right? So, that's that. Um, again, another thing. Move out the way. And let God be God. Move out the way and let God be God. Trust your people. Trust those stubborn people with God. Intercede for them. But move out the way and let God be God. Because, baby, we can't change nobody. We can't. We can influence. We can, you know, do those great things. But we can't change them. Um, and remember, some people are blinded. They can't see their wrongs. Okay, they can't see what you see. <coughs> Excuse me. They can't see what, what you're seeing. They're too blinded. So, again, we got to pray for them, right? Because we don't want them mad at us and getting agitated, irritated at us. And they see our help as nagging. Uh-uh. So, another thing I also learned with trying to help stubborn people, honey, um, trying to save people um, by enabling them or getting in the way of God. Um, as he, you know, prepares to, because, you know, with stubborn people, they're going to learn the hard way, you know. Um, and it's crazy, me and my friend, we was talking about this today, you know, where we both, our, it's, our sins, our stubbornness caused us to be in the hospital. Mine's caused me to be in jail, okay. So, um, yeah, I learned the hard way not to do certain things, not to play with people, let people, yeah, so I had to learn, like, the hard way, you know? So, um, you just got to sometimes let people fall. You got to let people get hit sometimes by God. And one thing I've learned by getting in the way of God or by enabling my loved ones or the person that I'm helping has made me become a stumbling block. So now God got to remove me out the way. Or, honey... The whoopings you was about to get, and baby, I'm getting it. I'm getting hit, and you should be the one that's getting hit, but I'm getting hit because I'm in a way trying to stop you from um, being chastised, being corrected, being scared straight, okay? Move out the way. Move out the way. And so, yeah, take take it from me, y'all, okay? 
learn from me. And another thing I also learned too in my CPR class um, a couple of years ago, um, some people, you just got to let them pass out and then help them. We were taught that um, some people don't want our help <clears throat> when they're choking, especially when they're choking off of food or something like that. And so before you, you know, give them the helmet, helmet maneuver, you, you ask them, like, can I help you, like, help you pump your stomach up to get the air to push out whatever's blocking your airways? Some people will say, no, they don't want your help. <clears throat> and you'd be surprised at those individuals who would say, no, like, you're choking, you can die. Like, your airway passages are blocked. Like, let me help you. So we were taught, you know, you got, if it gets to that point, you just wait till they fall. Wait till they pass out. And then you go in and you go to work. And sometimes like that, like, if you can't remove the obstruction out of their airways, you might have to go in and do CPR to try to get some airflow to the to the brain or whatever whatnot and pump it out as much as you possibly can. So if there's people, individuals that's that stubborn to where they, they don't let you do the helmet maneuver to remove whatever food or whatever that's stuck in their throat, then honey, I'm going to apply this to life. Okay, sometimes you have to wait till a person hit rock bottom or wait to them to be ready to receive you or be ready for change in order for you to help them out. But as far as, far as you forcing them to change and trying to get them, don't even do it. Don't even do it. You don't want them getting irritated with you. You don't want them to be hiding from you like they be hiding from me. You don't want your loved ones to be hiding from you and not telling you the truth. You know, so let them be. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that I have to be around it. Again, you can set healthy boundaries. Okay? And if they get upset, you know, like, why are you acting like this? Or why are you, be, you know, being distanced with me? You can be honest and let them know. Because I can't see you living like that. I love you, but I can't watch you live like this. It hurts to see you go through this. And, you know, it hurts me also that when I'm trying to help you, you get mad and angry with me. So I'm going to create this boundary. I don't want to, but I have to for the sake of my sanity and to keep our relationship afloat and to keep me from um, becoming bitter. I have to set this line here. There's just certain things we're not going to talk about, certain things we're just not going to discuss. But just know for sure I'm praying for you. And I'm interceding for you. Even if you don't want God, I want him for you. I want his power to work over you and through you. And I just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, you know, your heart change and turn. And you're able to receive him and see that I'm not a problem or a threat. And that the truth says set you free and make you a new woman and man like it's doing for me. And I ain't all that perfect either. There's things I still need to get delivered from, okay? This flesh is wicked. And the more I live on this God green earth, the more things that's trying to stick to me, okay? And so I got to constantly check in like, God, anything that is you, anything that is not of you, that is in me, remove it from me. Because sometimes I can't even call it. I, don't, I can't give it a name. I just know that's something in me that's got me acting up. Okay, and if I can't put a name on it, if it ain't of you, God, just get that out of me. Okay? And so, that's all I have. That's all I have. Again, we're just dropping seeds. 
and if God allow you to pour the living water on that seed to help it grow, that's perfectly fine. But as far as changing, pruning, cutting, and that, that, like, that's all God. That's all God or someone else who have that um, capacity to do so. I am not a surgeon. I'm not a spiritual surgeon. Um, at least not yet. God ain't called me to do all that. Right now, he just has me being a, um, a gardener, you know, where I just seed and water, you know. And that can be something like, um, you know, when I went to this class, it helped me with this. Or when I started eating that, it helped me with this. Or you know what I think would be a great idea to help you get over that or to make you feel better? Try this. So they won't be so, they won't feel attacked. Just little seed. Just little seeds. And sometimes it ain't a whole lot. It ain't a package of seeds. It's just a pop, pop, little drop. You know what I'm saying? A little something, some little razzle-dazzle to get you going through your day. You know what I'm saying? And um, I said how to love stubborn people because I'm a lover. I'm a lover. And I just can't say, hey, I can't, I can't stand to see people down and out and hurt and, and they mess. Just wallow in they mess. I can't stand it. You know, so I, I don't give up on people easily. Like, I'll set that boundary. I may not call you. I may not hit you up. But no, baby girl is praying for you. Like, I'm not going to keep my prayer from you. Like, if I got the nerves to pray for my enemies, if I've been called, okay, I've been told to pray for my enemies. What makes you think I'm not going to pray for you, my loved ones, that's just going through a little something, something right now? Something, something I've been through or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you guys, that's how we're going to love stubborn people. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to take what they do personally. We're not. What they're going through is between them and God. With the way they want to live their life. That's between them and God. But, my dear, we have every right to set healthy boundaries for our sanity and to be able to be a good person to them when they do decide to come around. And not just for them, but for anybody else who decides to come after them that need our help, who needs our advice. We don't want to treat them, though, you know, badly or poorly because of the experience we had with the person before. We want to give them new grace, new energy, new feedback, new advice. You know what I'm saying? As if we didn't get rejected from the last one. We're going to shake that mess off of us. We're going to clean ourselves off like Jesus told us to when he sent us out in the world. We're going to shake it off when them people deny our help and reject us. Maybe even spit on you. Maybe even try to crucify you. Maybe even try to, maybe, look, you, maybe, I've been told before, like, I hate your spirit. I hate your aura. I want to rip you apart. And in the look, they look in their eyes. It's so for real and so serious. Like their eyes are just straight up black. They look soulless. Some will even have tears in their eyes because they mean what they say. And so, baby, I like to slide on off. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. God bless you, right? <laughs> I was just trying to little help. You know what I'm saying? I can't help what God is doing through me, you know. I can't help my aura. I don't know how to help that, you know. Uh, but God bless you, you know. And I'm going to give you your space. And this is myself, honey. Okay? 
So I don't play. I don't play that, you know. I don't want nobody mad at me for wanting to help them. That don't make no sense. That's not what I was called to do. I'm not I'm not called to piss people off. I'm just here to tell the truth. Now, if me telling the truth pisses you off and you want to get dizzy and you want to do something, help me just get out your way. Because I ain't going to put my hands on you because then I'm going to look like a fool. And I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't even called to look like a fool. I've been called to be Christ-like, a daughter of the mighty king, the daughter of God. I'm a lady, a woman, a queen. So I can't be out here fighting in these streets, especially fighting because you mad. That don't make sense. Go against everything God is doing for me, okay? So, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I have, baby, and I just pray that it helps you to keep you from being bitter and mad and upset with those who are around you who may be living with you. Okay, because let's be real and clear. We got people who live with us that's just stubborn as a cow. <laughs> okay, so we want to keep that love going. And we don't want to change our mentality. We don't want to change our hearts because of their stubbornness. All right? And just know, y'all, I'm praying for y'all. And I'm praying for every listener that is listening and tuning in. May God show up and show out for you, okay? And he gives you everything that you need. Pray, meditate, and he'll give you everything. He'll show you where it's at. He'll lead you to the things that's going to help you through your day, your week, your book, and this year. But you got to go to him. You got to seek him first before he give you something. And there's moments and times where he'll, he'll have mercy and he'll love you enough to even give it to you even though you ain't seek him. He'll still look out for you because that's what Jesus died for. And then after a while, he'll be like, uh-uh. I need you to come and get this. I need you to come find me first before you just start asking. Come seek me. You seek, you shall find. Okay? And this is Porsche Talk Real Talk with Dom. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Talk to you soon.